Welcome to Punches and Punchlines, where we break down the best in boxing with a sense of humor. And now, your hosts, Fritz and Franco. Welcome back, everybody. A couple fun cards this weekend on DAZN. Enjoying it while I still got it. Uh, and yeah, there was some there was some fun. Yeah, it was fun when you could find it. Yeah, I, I was struggling a lot, Fritzy. I, I couldn't find the fights, just like the most recent fights. I know there's ways to do it, but man, it, they if they could make it easier to find the more recent stuff, it's easier to find old Canelo fights, old Triple G fights, Muhammad Ali. You can find that stuff, but to find just the most recent stuff, a little bit harder to find. Are you sure you're younger than me? Because this really feels <laughs> like a, an explaining technology to an old person kind of deal. Like, uh, <laughs> no, it, it does more than just make phone calls, mom. It uh, You can uh, you can do a lot of stuff with this phone. That's what it feels <laughs> like here. Yeah. Uh, nope. Nope. It's just DAZN. It has a bad user <laughs> right. interface. The uh, artist in me does not appreciate their design. If if I could fly over to London and punch whoever designed it in the mouth, I would. And then uh, maybe they could put that fight on there, but they'd probably bury it under 50 other fights from like the 60s or something. Because it's just it's a bad interface. And uh, luckily, I was eventually able to find the fights. It just it took more clicking and searching than it needed to. It was a little bit annoying, but uh, you decide puncher maniacs. Is it Franco or the app? I, I know where my votes go. And uh, <laughs> let's they don't, go. don't want to pay the $200 for to figure it out. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's go ahead and get into it because they were some fun fights, though. Lee Wood, 35 years old, coming in at 28 and three, versus Josh Warrington, 32 years old, coming in at 31, two and one. <laughs> Now, this was a very fun fight, Franco. Was it worth my DAZN subscription? I will say by round three, I was like, ah, maybe I need to hold on to the subscription, all right? <laughs> because at the beginning of this fight, this looked like the version of Josh Warrington before he got knocked out by Bronco Lara. Mm -hmm. The fearless, just coming forward, relentless punch attack and... Also, you know, mixing in some cheap shit here and there. He was warned for low blows. He finally had a point deducted for hitting behind the head. Yeah. Uh, I saw in the third, he did land a good headbutt and then <laughs> followed it up with some punches. That's been his calling card. Early on, I didn't notice it, all right? But then a lot of people were like, oh, look how he's using his head. And now I'm looking for it the whole time. And this time I'd say he was only guilty of it in the third round. But <laughs> yeah, he was beating the shit out of Lee Wood yeah. for most of this fight. And then throwing caution to the wind, he left his chin open. And here's where toughness could be, could be a drawback, Franco, because the knockout punch didn't knock him out. All right, no. didn't put him down. Let's just say that he stood up enough to get let Wood land four more shots before he hit the ground. But he was already out on his feet. He was just trying to keep his balance, trying to not hit the mat, and because of that, just left himself wide open for four just clean shots to the face. I'm surprised he got to his feet. You know, the ref went over to his corner. It, this was like right as the round ended. It was like Hollywood script kind of shit. Yeah, uh, he hit the ground and the bell rung. Right. It was so crazy. Or rang. The bell this rang. Was, yeah. 
Well, wrong. I'm fine with either. It's a ladder. Let's do it. Um, but yeah, I I thoroughly enjoyed the shit out of this fight. I was rooting Lee Wood. I'll, I'll, I'll say that. But I still like Josh Warrington. You know, he's always going to be, you know what you're getting when you're when you're going there. You know what I mean? It's like buying a ticket to a Friday the 13th movie. You, you're not going to get some rom-com. You know what you're getting, <laughs> right? And with Josh Warrington, you know exactly what you're getting. It's going to be a lot of action, some shit that's really close to the line between being dirty <laughs> yeah. and being shitty. It was a joy. I'm so glad that you said the Josh Warrington being dirty stuff because there was multiple times that I yelled at the TV, not just for headbutts or leading with his head and not just for the low blows or the rabbit punches or the other crazy stuff, even like the headlocks, like when guys lock up with each other. That's normal. And if a guy puts his head way down and you get him in a little bit of a headlock and give him a little bit of the business just to wear him out a little bit, that's also normal. And sometimes I can even be accepting of it. But he was like so dirty with it. I thought we were going to see another DDT. Like he was (laughs) getting the dude in the headlock and then actually giving him the business. There was so much dirty stuff going on. I was already rooting Lee Wood as well. I I like Lee Wood, and he was just getting his ass beat. And and towards uh, towards that seventh round, leading up to that seventh round, and even during the seventh round, there was a lot of stuff where I'm just like, man, there's no way that Lee Wood is going to get out of this. Yeah, then, up until the last 15 seconds, yeah, I was like, there's, no, I was already writing the scorecard down for for Warrington in that round, like he had already won that round. Uh, but uh oh, the round's not over, and uh, yeah, it was destruction. Yeah, Wood was bleeding from like the fourth round on. He had a cut, I think it was over the one eye, and he had, he had blood streaming down his face. He looked like a mess. But then when they took the point away for the rabbit punch in the beginning of the seventh, I was like, maybe this will lead to some shenanigans if Wood can get to the end. Maybe he'll survive off of points or something. And then it didn't need to. Now, as happy as I was and excited as I was for that knockdown, I I wasn't so sure about the stoppage. It made sense, but it was also weird the way they did it. So like you said, it happened right at the bell. Warrington pops up after like three or four and then did this like drunken man stumble to his corner because he had heard the bell. So I don't know if he thought he didn't have to check in with the ref like, no, no, I'm walking. So I'm good. I just got to make it to my stool. But his corner was already putting the stool in the ring. He was getting ready to sit down. In the meantime, the ref is counting behind him. So he's like holding up his hands and counting. But Warrington can't see it. And so he gets, you know, nine. Finally, Warrington turns around and the ref just stops it. He's like, nope, you don't look good. And it's like, did you even really check him? Like it's between rounds. And I would have been cool with the stoppage. I mean, I I was anyway, because I wanted Lee Wood to win. But then uh, maybe five seconds later, Warrington looked fine. Like he had shaken out the cobwebs enough that I think mm-hmm. if he would have gotten the other 50 seconds of in between the rounds, I think he would have been okay that next round, at least maybe not as good as he was at the end of the round or, you know, leading up to when he got knocked down. But it, it felt like a weird stoppage. It definitely that. was not textbook. You know what I mean? This We're not going to see another one of these very often. Will we see it again? Maybe. But <laughs> it certainly was the first time I've seen anything like that. The, the knockdown happened right at the bell. And I agree that it was weird, but the way he looked on the way over to his corner, 
Yeah. I was like, this has got to be over. But I also didn't look into his eyes. I've said before, I'd rather have you end it a minute too early than a minute too late. I don't know. Maybe it was the same ref that was in the Lara fight when he just got destroyed, mm. where he kept letting it go a little too far. Maybe. I don't know. But it, it was a weird stoppage. But I didn't disagree with it. Not because I was, I mean, maybe part of it was because I was rooting for the for the big perm himself. Yeah, you did but, call it. Yeah. You said that like, the hair was going to save him, and it did. Right. You can't, you can't headbutt a guy who's got a gorgeous perm like that. He's going to be able to <laughs> absorb that shit and, you know, laugh it off. That's why Warrington was landing shots behind the head. They're like, well, I, I can't damage the perm, uh, so I got to go back where he's, he's got it all trimmed up like Pet Shop Boys. So... um yeah it was it was a cool fight a lot of action i'd recommend anybody just to watch it's a seven rounder if you're not sure who uh lee wood or josh warrington you don't just watch it beginning to end and you'll you'll see right away just a beautiful knockout and a guy that wasn't smart enough to take a knee when he was hurt (laughs) Um, a guy that stood up to take four more it was uh it was incredible yeah and if you like good comeback stories this was a great one it was definitely a good fight and i also recommend it if you love gorgeous perms check it out it's so good Thanks, everybody, for coming back this episode. We certainly appreciate it. There was some some decent boxing on. A lot of these undercards were just very fair, Franco. Mm-hmm. I watched the entirety of the Joe Smith Jr. versus Gilberto Zerdo Ramirez. And I we haven't discussed this one yet, so I'm going to find out at the same time the Punch of Maniacs do. I thought the announcers were watching a different fight than I was. Because early on, they were just like all Ramirez. They're like, no matter what Smith was doing... That they were just really putting a shine on Zerto Ramirez. And a lot of the rounds were close, in my opinion, anyway. The judges at the end of this can go pound sand because that was shit scorecards at the end of this one. I thought the fight was a lot closer than the scorecards anyway. But I'm not as mad about it because I still think that Ramirez won. I just thought that Smith did have some success and the announcers didn't recognize it until like seven, eight, nine, you know, like toward the end of the fight, they're like, oh, well, Smith's starting to have some success. I thought he was having that success early on as well. So whatever it was for a guy that now has aspirations of being a player in the cruiserweight game because he couldn't make weight anymore at 175. I thought he'd be able to handle Joe Smith Jr., you know, way better than he did. To Smith's credit, he made him work for it. He got the full 10 rounds in. I'll watch both of these dudes again, but I was expecting to be impressed by Ramirez, and I just thought he did well. Not great. Yeah. Just did well. Yeah, I totally agree. And I also agree with the scorecards. Uh, surprisingly, I thought that uh, when when you first started, I'm like, oh, we are not going to agree. But I totally agree. I had it a little bit more like 7364, uh, but the judges had it 9-1. Like, that's right. crazy. But also, how did this end up being a 10-round fight instead of 12? These aren't guys that just came up as amateurs or something or or 16-year-olds. Like, these guys know what they're doing. Let them yeah, go and it's the a distance. title eliminator, too. Yeah. Oh, we think we'd like, only go 10. That's <laughs> so silly. But right. I, I agree. Zerto Ramirez looked okay during this fight. He looked kind of robotic to me, like stiff. Like he just wasn't in as good of shape as I've seen him in the past. If anything, he always looks way cooler before or after the fight. He's got that black cowboy hat on and he comes mm-hmm. in there like he just you know stopped working at the ranch down the road and showed up to have a little scuffle with the boys and yeah. uh yeah that that's it though that's that's when he looks the coolest because in the ring if anything maybe kudos to him because his defense 
wasn't terrible. Like he was no. showing a lot of defense, but I wanted I wanted more of a slugfest and I didn't get it. It was like, you know, you you go to a steakhouse to order a steak, you order the filet mignon and they're out and they're like, oh, all we have is uh, uh chicken fried steak. And it's like, that's not a steak. And that's yeah. not what I came here for. I came here to see a slugfest. And then I I didn't get it. It was okay. It was mediocre. Definitely not anything for me to get excited about. And will I exactly. watch him again? Totally. But otherwise, eh. Yeah, and it, I'll give Zerto credit that he does have a chin because yeah. Joe Smith Jr. has some heavy hands and he landed a couple square shots where, you know, you could see the sweat fly and the head snap back, but he kept his composure and, and never seemed to really get hurt by the shots. You know what I mean? Like he, he was never in any trouble. So yeah. Yeah, it was it was a good fight, just nothing great. You know, there were some other people that we like fighting over over the weekend. Terry Harper and Cecilia Brackett fought to a majority draw. I only saw the highlights of that, and it looked oh. kind of uh, ho hum. Yeah, it uh, it sucked. It was bad, but also the scoring was a complete robbery. How they got two of the judges had it as a draw. The other one had it ninety seven ninety three, and for I I have no idea. 97 93 sounds about right uh but for it to be for two of them to have it a draw was crazy i i don't know how that happened and if anything Brackus's age is showing she's been around for forever and she's had an amazing career but terry harper to me was taking those rounds she just looked sharper and faster but it wasn't anything exciting it wasn't a great fight but i definitely had harper taking it and then was shocked to hear that it was a draw but also i don't know and, you know, I'd love to say that we've only seen bad judging with the women lately, but it's across the board. Like, it really yeah. is getting crazy. Just all of boxing. Like, how hard can it? Maybe they're not paying judges enough, so nobody wants to do it. Right. Is this the uh, McDonald's of jobs? <laughs> yeah. And then the only other fight that I really took some notes on was Hopi Price versus yeah. <laughs> Coghill. Coghill. Yeah. yeah. The, uh, the golf course out in Lamont. Uh, he was <laughs> fighting a whole golf course and i've watched hopey price before like he's a, a talented enough dude but he in this fight landed twice landed punches while cog hill was down all right yeah and to get away with it once you should be like i i gotta get my shit together but he did it in the 11th and the 12th round and it was like dude you gotta deduct a point or disqualify him for it you know totally roy jones jr lost his o to a, a shot like that like do i think he should have been disqualified probably not but at least a warning the first time and then take a point away the second time you can't let that happen the guy is down you have gotta stop yeah that first one was gross because right. dude was literally laid out on the middle ropes like mm -hmm. if he Knee is on the ground it. yeah no totally down like not even a question and he had enough time to see him go down he was far away and then he like came running in and almost Superman punched him through the ropes while the dude is laying on the ropes. It was so egregious. Like, how do you not, like you said, not even a warning. I thought the ref would at least yell at him about it or something. Right. Absolutely nothing. At least and, a kick in the dick. You know what I mean? Like, it was, <laughs> it was bad. It was, it was super bad. And then, yeah, there was also uh, a lot of headlocks, a lot of stuff like in the Warrington fight where they're just kind of letting him get away with a lot of shenanigans. And if anything, there was the one knockdown that was earlier in the fight where uh, Coghill walked right into a punch. Like he overreached with his punch. And then, uh, yeah, Hopi just came in and just made him pay for it and dropped him right away. That looked good. Like 
if there was more of that, I think I would have had more respect for Price. But instead, because of all the dirty stuff, including the last one where it was a body shot that put him down, and then he still keeps throwing, and that one was like multiple punches, right. and then the bell rang to end the fight, and he's still swinging on him, and I'm just like, this is just silly. Like, is the is the ref his cousin, or what's going on right now? Because it was just more shenanigans than I would have liked. But overall. I'll still watch him again. He still looks yeah. good. But yeah, the a lot of stuff on that card just felt weird. I don't know what's going on in Sheffield, Fritz, but it, it was a whole lot of no good. Maybe they have some kind of mob running everything out there. But it, it was a lot of weird stuff in all of these fights. But I was still entertained and there was still a lot of blood. So not a complete loss. They were still good fights. And uh, kudos to all the fighters. You know, everybody went out there and, and gave it their all. Unlike the Zerto Ramirez fight in Vegas, at least the one out in Sheffield. It was a little bit dirty, but at least they were there to fight. Yeah, it was like you said, it was it was a good weekend of boxing, not a great one. Next weekend, we have uh, some variety coming up. ESPN, we got Femke Hermans versus Mary Spencer. That's the, uh, I'm not even sure. What, oh, in Montreal. Ronald Ellis, our buddy Rashidi's brother, is fighting on that card too. Oh. So that's on Thursday. I'll check that out. And then on Saturday, Janabak Akhmadaliev versus Vincenzo Gualarte for... Gualtieri? Yeah, the, him too. <laughs> uh, for the middleweight unification. So we'll we'll watch. I'll watch that one for sure. Janabak is the WBO champion. This is the guy that when Andrade was like, oh, nobody will fight me. All I can get is my mandatories. As soon as Janabak was his mandatory, he's like, oh, I'm moving up to 168. I, I'm not fighting my mandatories anymore. So he's a badass dude, and I'm looking forward to seeing him fight. All Tim our Zoom. favorites are on that card. Richard Torres, Duke Reagan. Oh, I do love Guido, Richard Guido, Torres. Guido Vianello. Nice. Yeah, so that'll be a fun card. And then Tim Zoo and Brian Mendoza on Showtime. Oh, really? Oh, I'll check that out for sure. I'll probably watch that instead of Miguel Burchelt versus Diego Ruiz. Because believe me, I, just to see, I, I'll probably check it out. But <laughs> Miguel Burchelt is done, isn't he? Like, it, do we need to see that? I'm almost going to tune in ready to cringe. Like, that's how I'm feeling about that one. Yeah. How come I am not seeing the Tim Suzu one? Uh, your Are you app sure? doesn't, doesn't like Showtime? It's on Saturday, October 14th. Tim Zhu versus Brian Mendoza. Uh, maybe ah, there it maybe is. yours right. is getting buried. Brian Mendoza versus Tim Zhu. I got it. Sam Goodman versus Miguel Flores. Uh, Sergey Vorobabab versus Wade Ryan. A whole list. So we got some action next weekend, people. We will be back with an episode. And uh, I can't wait for it. Tim Zhu is fun. I, I yeah. I will I will watch his fights. Plenty of uh, intrigue. I think I'm going to have to watch Miguel Burchelt, but I'm going to tune in already ready to cringe. You know what we're not going to watch is Tommy Fury and KSI, despite all the social media presence, despite the huge advertisements, because I want to say that it's pay-per-view probably. It's on DAZN. Mm -hmm. We are not watching that nonsense because Tommy Fury is somebody who, when we were seeing him fighting regular fighters, was way down on the card. The only thing he had was his name. And KSI is not a boxer. So the fact that they're having this at the AO Arena in Manchester is embarrassing like this the, the fact that i'm even mentioning it is embarrassing but i know like you know people that are casual fans will see the advertisements and be like oh should i care about that no 
No, you should not save your money. You can go spend it on drugs. You can spend it on loose women and alcohol. Anything would be better for you than spending it on this nonsense. Yeah, so ridiculous that I wasn't even going to mention it. But good, oh, good, good on you for putting out the public service announcement. That's a good warning for the fans. So yeah, we got some fun stuff coming up. I appreciate everybody listening, everybody subscribing. I appreciate Franco for doing all the work behind the scenes. If you don't have anything else, Franco, I'm throwing in the towel. Thank you for listening to Punches and Punchlines. Make sure to like, subscribe, and follow. And we'll see you next week when we break down the best in boxing with a sense of humor.